Welcome to the Blank Slate, a podcast podcast with some podcast and talking, but not specifically about podcasts. It's about whatever we want because it's a blank slate and we fill it in each episode with the topics we're going to talk about. What we're talking about this week is a sweet NBA preview. I am your host, Rich Camalucci. Uh, your co-host, as my other co-host, is also a, has another conspicuous absence under his belt. This one, uh, uh, he actually uh, did submit a, uh, a sick note for. Uh, in his another yet another bout with the kidney stones, uh, my co-host Chris Mullet is not going to be able to join us over the Skype bandwidth uh, with us today. Send him, send him uh, some some good love and well wishes and get well soon wishes over Twitter at your host Mullet. Um, and and uh, uh, hell, just bombard him or whatever, blow his phone up. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we wish he could be here. He may jump on a little bit later if he's feeling better. Uh, but in the meantime, I do have two very distinguished guests with me uh, in New York, New York, uh, for all the way uh, by way of Orlando, Florida, uh, is our good friend Tope Adabanjo. Tope, how's it going, man? Yo, it's going good. Uh, it's also nice to know that Chris Muller will score as many points this season as Steve Nash. So oh. that's something that you can put on his resume. <laughs> they have maybe about an equal healthy back. Yes. Like, yes. Combined, they would equal maybe... Half a back. Half a back. <laughs> <laughs> I can also put that I... I don't know why... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, and uh, you also heard him just chime in right there. All the way across town from me, in the same city, unfortunately wasn't able to make it to the Blank Slate Studios... Uh, but also over Skype is our good friend, Tony Colt. Tony, how's it going? I'm doing very well, Rich. It's a pleasure to be back. Fantastic. Good to have you back. Good for it to be NBA season. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I feel like, I don't know, even being a Heat fan, um, and from that aspect, it could have you know come a little later to me. But just as an NBA fan, I'm jazzed, and I've been anticipating it. Uh, especially since the Orioles lost in the ALCS and the only time I was actually interested in baseball in the last like year and a half, I'm not interested again. And um, football has just been a weird ass season. And Tope and I definitely want to talk about that a little bit later. But uh, but we have football or baseball. No, I, we Yeah, we have those two. Whatever. We have basketball now, damn it. Um, <laughs> that's how flustered those other two sports got me. Uh, I actually want to shout out at underscore crawdad man uh, for asking us if we were going to do an NBA preview show uh, last week or earlier this past weekend. And, yeah, here it is, man. So uh, I hope that man's got himself a big plate of crawdads while he listens to us talk hoops. I hope so, too, man. Um, there's no other way, actually, to listen to any other NBA preview uh, content than with a big plate of, of crustaceans in front of you. Um I actually have uh, all my shrimp cocktail in front of me right now. What? Weird. Anyway, let's jump right into it, shall we? Uh, let's start with the... Uh, let's jump back and forth in between uh, divisions per conference. So let's start out with the juicy, uh, very intriguing Southwest Division in the Western Conference. Uh, we have Houston, New Orleans, Dallas, Memphis, and San Antonio. Wow. 
probably the thing I want to talk about the most is Chandler Parsons signing his contract into club with <laughs> with Mark Cuban. Which I'm surprised Dude. they just didn't straight up sign it on like an episode of Shark Tank, really. Like they just come out and like stage like Chandler Parsons, like, oh yeah, you know, I got this idea, you know, and this is the idea is to to, to play for to play for the Dallas Mavericks. And Cuban's like, I'll buy it. And then they sign a contract there or whatever. I don't know. I don't want I've watched like one night's worth of Shark Tank. It's a great show. It's an I, amazing show. I know, like the one night it, it was like there was on like a, a MSNBC like marathon or whatever CNBC. I don't know which one, and it like sucked me in and just like the whole night I watched like three or four episodes. Um, but that's about it. But yeah, uh, that was a that was a stunting ass move. I believe it would be called. Um, it was uh, pretty baller, and I'm pretty pleased that uh, my team's owner uh, willing to. Do whatever it takes to get the guy. There we go. Full disclosure, uh, Tony Colt is a Dallas Mavericks fan. I am. So, how do you feel about how do you feel about the additions, subtractions to the to the Dallas uh, uh, roster? You guys gained Parsons. You lost Vince Carter. We lost Vince. We gained Parsons. We got Tyson Chandler back, which is super feel good. Um. Unfortunately, we are now saddled with Ray Felton. Well, you also have Devin Harris back. <laughs> like <laughs> everything that goes away just comes back. Yeah, well, yeah, it is simultaneously our 2006 finals team with Devin <laughs> and Dirk and our 2011 finals team with Dirk and uh and Tyson. <laughs> um so if you're talking about the 2006 season, your team's probably not in great shape. Um we also have Jameer Nelson and Richard Jefferson, uh, Charlie Villanueva. There are a lot of chances being taken here. It's pretty cavalier. Um, no pun intended. Um, it, they're going to be super fun. They can't defend anybody. They can't defend anybody. But do you need to defend when you're putting up like 110 a game? Well, you have to do a certain amount of it because the West is full of teams that can put up 115. I mean... Oklahoma City can do that anytime they want. San Antonio can do that. I think the Clippers can. Um, Houston is probably able to, although less so with Parsons gone. Um, but I think the Mavs are going to be decent. I think they're certainly a playoff team. So what I think is uh, pretty interesting about this division is that I think all of the teams are going to make the playoffs. Um, and I think the Mavs are probably in for you know 48, 49 wins, which is about what they did last year. Um, but I think the West got better. It's going to be harder to put up that that sort of a number. Yeah, mostly just got better just from just progression. Even though they they like one of their best players in the conference moved to the east or the Eastern Conference in Kevin Love. The, the I feel like the teams as a whole are just you know progressed more. There's not a lot of. Not a lot of backwards moves that happened in the West. Um, yeah, um, I've been seeing a lot of previews this year are saying that maybe the eight West playoff teams will be the same ones that were last year. Mm-hmm. And you could certainly see that being true. Um, San Antonio, OKC, LA, Golden State, Dallas, Houston, Memphis, and Portland. Um, I mean, you could certainly see that being true. Um, I think the Pelicans are going to replace Portland and the rest of the seven are going to stay the same. 
Which makes me sad, to be perfectly honest. I really, really like Portland, but while we're on New Orleans, um, they're they're going to be they they should be really good this season. Let's put it that way. Um, I hope so. Just they... ho- hopefully they can stay healthy. Um, and between they, it's really just staying healthy. I don't know, you were going to say something, Tope? No, no, I was about to uh, agree. It's just a matter of can all their pieces kind of come together? Because if you look at their starting five, it's like, okay, I know all five of those players. Mm-hmm. But then you look behind them, and then it's like, oh, we might need Jimmer Fredette playing like 20 minutes a game. We might need Austin Rivers, who's still in the league. Patrick <laughs> Young, hey, he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> Gator. <laughs> It's a it's a really if you look at their bench, it's a really pretty Omer Sheik is gonna be pretty nice for them to have. No finally. He's exactly what they needed, because Anthony Davis should not be playing center. Well, I think it just gives them a lot more flexibility and depth for the inevitable Ryan Anderson injury. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh uh that's where they had it small forward. They got Tyreek Evans, but you can always count on him yeah. missing a lot of games as well. Yeah, and he's he's probably best on a team like this where he's not asked to do that much. Yeah. Um, you kind of don't want him with the ball in his hands too much because he's not that efficient. And Drew Holiday. I don't think I've ever actually seen him play games. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I got league pass this year. You got to see all the teams. I, I, I know that. I just... Probably the biggest introduction for me to Drew Holiday was in last year's NBA 2K14 when he was rated like 92 or something insane like that. And it just one of those moments where it's like, should I have paid attention to Drew Holiday? Yeah. <laughs> as good as they've gotten, I still just I think they're still a year away just because their bench is just so just yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing there. A, a lot of they people are weak. A lot of people are also calling for this to be the big um, Anthony Davis like breakout year, but I still think that might be like a year away. Well, he was a monster at that World Cup of basketball, but I wanted to talk about this with you guys. How much stock do you put in what happened at that World Cup? Like, with how bad Rose looked, um, well, he actually looked physically fine, but he just, he looked like he just hadn't played basketball in forever. Yeah. Um, with how good Davis looked and, like, all the Kenneth Fareed stuff, like, you don't put a lot of stock in that tournament, do you? Not necessarily in, like, what I see on the court, but I think it does do something for a lot of those players. Cause it was players that were on sort of like though that like for the most part, those like third tier of like, you know, players on the, in the NBA third and fourth tiers. Yeah. And I think that it will go a decent ways to sort of boosting their confidence and, and their ability to kind of like hold their own on a team. Like, you know, there was mostly younger players that maybe, you know, wouldn't know how to handle themselves on like, that and haven't known how to handle themselves on a veteranless team, but now they kind of have like a little bit more of a world experience and like a bonding experience. I don't know. I think it just helps them grow a little bit more as like players on the court. Um, not necessarily it helps to learn team. how to win too, and just I mean, to learn how to win. Exactly. Yeah, like what I was getting at. Yeah, like just knowing what it feels like to get onto the pedestal. Yeah. 
Was there one champion on that team? That's a great question. Huh. I want to say no. I'm trying to remember. Because, I mean, they're all the, like, all the best players in the league weren't there. There's no, like, Duran. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> LeBron. Well, actually, there's only like five people who have championships would be on that team anyway. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great point that they now they are all technically champions. They know how to win, and hopefully that translates to a better, uh, better season for the superstars in growing. And also, you know, if you have a, a lot of play, like a lot of players on those on that team were from more perennially like less than teams, like you know. The, on the Kings or what were some other Golden State Golden was State. a prominent uh, yeah. representative. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, for players that are kind of that kind of get used to in the NBA, sort of like that losing culture, it's nice to go out there and beat the rest of the world in quotes and an asterisk um, uh, and just kind of know what that winning feeling is like again and want to crave that. And I don't know. I think it'll it'll kind of spark some more competitiveness in some teams that otherwise hasn't been there in a while. And I just looked real quick. There's not one player on the team who's been to a finals. Wow. Maybe the even it's uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Derrick Rose, uh, Fareed, Rudy Gay, uh, DeRozan, Irvin. Mason Plumley, huh? uh, Boogie Cousins, James Harden, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond. Harden Harden played in the finals, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he played. Oh yeah, finals. for I don't count that. <laughs> that because they got their ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. He didn't play in that finals. The Thunder did. Yeah, he did yeah. not yeah, play yeah. that finals. That's true. <laughs> ooh, ooh! Shots fired. Hot take. <laughs> Come on the podcast, James Harden. Get, Hot get, get take. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, real real quick, um, back to the uh, to the Southwest. Uh, curious for the Rockets. A lot of people think that this season is going to be Dwight Howard's sort of return to form. He's two years removed from his back surgery and. Let's see that uh, Lynn and Chandler aren't there anymore. Could open things up a little bit more for him and Harden to not have to worry about spreading it out a little bit as much. They replaced uh, Parsons with Ariza, but mainly Howard. How's Howard going to be this year? <laughs> he, he's going to get, yeah. <laughs> me, me and Tony said the same breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> um, he's Whatever. Get, yeah. <laughs> He's going to get his 20 touches or 20 shots a game, but I honestly feel about him and the entire team is they will have a new coach next year. They're going to get their coach fired, oh. which might be the best thing for them, unfortunately. But They tried to do it in the playoffs last year against <laughs> Portland. Yeah. just not. I don't think he's – he's going to put up great stats, probably his best stats since Orlando, but they just they're going to be missing a beat this year. You think that uh, the downgraded small forward is going to be pretty significant for them? I think it's going to give them what they need to go to the next level, but they're going to kind of pull what the Warriors did last year where it's going to be tough to get to the next level when you're being restrained by your coach because it's like you can have Trevor Reza, but if you don't know what to do with him, he's just another guy. Yeah, I'd rather have Chandler Parsons than Ariza for – 
that kind of team, not a championship team. Yeah, I appreciate that. That team needs another weapon and especially another reliable shooter. And Ariza's got a good corner three, um, but he's, you know, aside from that, there's not a lot of offense in his game. Right. Um, real quick, just to have to touch on a Memphis Grizzlies, uh, uh, eighth verse, same as the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They added Vince Carter, and that's all we really have to talk about, right? Yeah, you know, Gasol's going to probably, you know, yeah. he'll go, he'll go to Knicks next year. Sure, why not? <laughs> they'll be, they'll be anywhere from a three to a fifth seed. That's fair. Memphis. Yeah, that seems to be always usually where they are, right? Well, that's pretty generous. They were seven last year. Were they seven last year? Yeah, they were seven last year, and they basically attained that on like the on the third to last night of the season. They played Phoenix. Jesus. And if they had lost to Phoenix, they would have been tied going into the last day. All of them with Dallas, and it would have been a crazy last day. Do I? But instead, they won and knocked Phoenix out. Do I feel that way? Because they usually do get out of the first round in the playoffs. Unless they play San Antonio. Right. But, but if, they, if they can get the Clippers in the first round, they're good. <laughs> Ooh. They love playing the Clippers, apparently. Boy, they yeah. would try to turn that into a rock fight. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mike Conley Jr., he, I think this might be the year for him to finally take that next step and be one of the top five-point guards, if he wants to be. Oh, wow. Because he was he was fantastic last year, um, but again, it's if he wants to be, he can be. He has the ability. Do you think he might be able to get most improved player? I think there's too many people who are going to up their win total this year that have a better chance of that than he does. Anthony and Davis, probably. And Anthony Davis. I think people are going to wake up and see Boogie Cousins as what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jonas from Toronto will get to them. There are plenty of other people who just will take that next step, and he unfortunately won't be that guy. Okay. Um, and anything else on the Grizzlies? Tony? I wanted to jump in uh, and ask Tope, um, since you brought up the value of coaching earlier, uh, what you feel about uh, the job that Dave Yeager's doing. Um, and if, you know, you kind of like seeing some of the younger guys that are coming up now with the exception of Byron Scott. It it was so, it was weird because I want to say Gasol was out for a lot of the year or a big portion of the year last year. And he still kind of got them, you know, to the playoffs and then he was going to get fired, but then they kept him. So I don't know what his mindset is, but I, I like what he's done. They won like 49 or 50 games. I don't know how you fire a guy. For you know, like you get to fifty wins, that's a hell of a season. The West was, the West was crazy last year. I mean, Lionel Holmes got fired after going to the conference finals. So it's like I, but no, I, I think he's done a great job. And this is like like you said, he's he won fifty games, but this might be a make or break year for him somehow. But. I I I like him a lot as a coach, and he. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, if they get rid of him, I think that would be, I think they'd be foolish to do that. Because there are probably like fifteen other teams who'd be like, oh, we're take we're, we're take him, yeah. we'll grab him. 
they are not that talented, and they are in the playoffs every year, and they play everybody really hard. I mean, I, I don't know. This team just has, like, this team has a ton of character, and I don't know. Vince, there's something about Vince. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about him. I was watching that 2001 All-Star game with you, Rich. Yeah. And seeing classic Vince was so good. But he's, he's, he's kind of a different player now, wouldn't you say? He's like, Oh, he's totally different. Yeah. But he's still really valuable. Yeah. Vince, he's an anomaly. He, he was the only reason the Mavericks put up any fight against San Antonio. Vince was a huge offensive weapon for Dallas last year. Mm-hmm. And he's like 37. Yeah. I mean, if all they're going to ask him to do out there is shoot a corner three and play a little bit of second unit behind Allen, I think that's fine. I think he can totally do that. He will be black Mike Miller, and I think that is perfect for him. <laughs> black Mike Miller. Isn't that Ray Allen? No, he uh, Mike Miller is white Ray Allen, completely different. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jason like- Capono is the white Darrell Wright. <laughs> well, and who's Kyle Korver? Who's Kyle Korver? Yeah. Is <sighs> thinking hard about this one actually? <laughs> I mean. Just in terms of percentages, like Steph Curry, <laughs> but certainly not in the quality of his game. Um, well, this has been a fun conversation so far, so I hate to talk about the Spurs. Oh, that's hey, unfair. They're a machine. Like, they just, they are, they are the sharks of the NBA Oceanic. Oceanic like kingdom, uh, in that they're just cold blooded. They just move forward, and they just get their business done, and they just constantly have to feed themselves with playoff wins and championships, um, and keeping their veterans uh, healthy by having no one play over thirty minutes a game, and um, yeah, they're the force. Um, they they haven't ever won back to back championships, have they? No. Okay. No. But, well, I mean. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, hey, now. I know, I know. Uh, no, I mean, they're going to do the same thing they always do. They're going to be the one through three seat. They're going to play fundamental basketball. We're actually really excited basketball because they play a Euro style. They play the, the better version of D'Antoni's offense, yeah. to be honest. And yeah, they're just going to do what they always do. They're so boring because they just win. The the most exciting player it seems that they've had as far as these past couple years, uh, and he's only seemed to have sparked it in the playoffs, not so much in the regular season. Do we get to see a step up from Kawhi Leonard this year in the regular season? I certainly hope so. Kind of hit another level. He's he he just has this enormous wellspring of effort in him, and I think the Spurs. Uh, as a matter of policy, try to ratchet that down during the season. Mm-hmm. They sort of recognize that it's a grind and it has to be managed properly. 
And it's way better to play at 85% every night than to be at 100% one night and 60% the next. And, you know, I think that Kawhi could uh, could maybe make that step up. Uh, he's probably going to need to do more scoring. Man, who's 37, for God's sake. Jeez. Duncan's 38. Parker's 32. I mean, Diaw's 32. There's just, I mean, this team is creaking all over the place. Hey, uh, speaking of Boris Diaw, Tony, what was that uh, stipulation in his contract you were telling me about? (laughs) Yeah, wasn't it like a weight thing? I forget what it was. Remind me. Uh, Tope, do you know what we're talking about? I I, know exactly what we're talking about. I don't know the exact weight. I want to say like 260 or 250. (laughs) But if he stays under a certain weight, he'll get a $500,000 bonus. (laughs) <laughs> I would eat a lot of six-inch veggie subs from Subway. <laughs> and the second the season's over, give me fucking Little Caesars. Give me I'm going to Cheesecake Pepsi. Factory, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I never it's say kinda... bro, but I would go to there. Well, no, you were speaking as Boris Diaw, who, as we know, is the biggest, one of the biggest bros in the NBA. Total bro. Total bro. <laughs> um, and it's a two fifty five. He's under two fifty five. He will get five hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Wow. wow. He has to get like a like a boxing trainer, you know, who could just like have him cut weight, <laughs> <laughs> like a high school wrestling coach who's yeah. like ha- you know having you throw up a grapefruit, you know, Hoagie's to make weight. Weakened legs, Diaw. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real quick, back to Kawhi Leonard. Do you think he makes uh, All Star the All Star team this year for the first time? He's been Finals MVP, hasn't been on All Star team. There might be an open spot in the West. There, there, there is a hundred. Yeah, there's a hundred percent open spot. Um, because yeah, Durant will probably not play enough games to qualify. And Kevin Love is gone, so that's a free spot. Yeah, that's a that, that's a new starting spot, actually. Let's see, yeah. Dirk. Come on, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> you can one last time in Brooklyn. <laughs> but then you got Boogie, who might take that spot. You have I don't know. Anthony Davis made it last year. Um, yeah, I'd like to see Serge Ibaka jump in there, but yeah. um, you know he'd he be should. fun in an All Star game. Oh my god! But then Blake is always going to make it. But yeah, I mean, I. If a fun thing to do if you have like league pass is wait for the games where Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili all don't play and just Leonard, <laughs> he goes off. So I they're just waiting to like he's a sleeper cell for them. They're just waiting for everyone <laughs> to go and be like, here are the keys. And they've done it, they've done it since David Robert, uh, Robert Robinson, where he was a star and then they just gave the keys to Tim Duncan. They recently gave the keys to Tony Parker, and they're just waiting to give it to Kawhi. And he is—I think he's going to be great. I can't wait. All right, uh, we spent a good amount of time on the um, on the Southwest. Let's breeze through the Atlantic, shall we? <laughs> Let's spend Please. no more than like like ten minutes talking about the Atlantic. Uh, <laughs> I could do less. Okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's aim for less, but I'm setting a max. I'm going to actually set my, my clock right now for 10 minutes. All right, and All right. starting now, I'm just going to go from the bottom up. 
Uh, Philly, they're tanking again this year, right? Doing yeah. a great job. It's been, they're the greatest tangers in the history of the world. Uh, we've got Nerlens Noel, uh, Jason Richardson, baby. Um, yeah. MCW, Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They'll have another. No, that's Drew Gordon. Is that Drew Gordon? Uh, Gooden. Oh, whatever. Never mind. I got excited <laughs> for nothing. All right. Well, then I'm going to stop talking about the Sixers now. Uh, no. Well, look. There's an exciting team in there somewhere, but there's no way it's coming out this year. Uh, yeah, not this year. The uh, forwards could be really, really cool together, but this team's not going to do anything. What about the Knicks? Tope, what's the uh, pulse of the Knicks in New York? It was, I actually went to the uh, Knicks-Bucks preseason game, and J.R. JR Smith's fucking insane. He's a crazy person, and... <laughs> I, I, I think what Derek Fisher does, he goes to a board, draws a triangle on the board and goes, hey, JR, just under, go. Whatever you come up with, go. And he does some like Illuminati bullshit and he just he's he's crazy. But honestly, it might work. They got they got shooters and that's what you need. So who who knows? They're an eighth seed all the way down to like bottom bottom seven. Yeah, they they point guard they got colder on in there he's new um yeah they got dallenbear at center nah, i don't know aside from carmelo anthony who's definitely a league pass guy you want to watch when he gets hot um i don't know i love tim hardaway jr but that's just because you know his papa he, he should have he's gonna get a lot of minutes and hopefully he takes the next step I oh god! Can we take a minute to talk about Carmelo real quick? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if yeah. you want. But it's just like I. Oh, and also, fucking Stoudemire's still there. I forget Stoudemire's there. Yeah, because he's worthless. Yeah, he's worthless. <laughs> Tope, tell the people he he's a burden. He's the second highest paid player in this NBA. Thank you. They trade that contract this year, right? To, to who? I don't know to who, but there's, from what I understand, from what's anyone that knows anything says anything, is that no contract is untradeable. And he's in the last year, right? Yeah, it's last yeah. year. 23 mil. What? Jesus. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gonna be sad to be in uh, Washington X, but I'm all right with that because you know, like I said, Heat fan. Uh, Brooklyn Nets also depressing. Is talk about huge contracts and just absolutely worthless. Darren Williams. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Kevin Garnett or Kevin Garnett. So you know, rest in peace, big ticket. Kevin Garnett gonna make 12 million this year. That's a oh cool 12 God. mil for not yeah. playing, basically. Brooke Lopez going to make 15.7. Darren Williams. Joe, Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson 23. Yeah. 23. Third oh. highest paid, paid player in the league. They have three of the top 17 players in the league. Oh. That said, of all the, of those players, not to mention Darren Williams getting 19.7 this year, Joe Johnson, anytime that I watch the Nets, he's the only one it feels like is actually going out there and trying to earn as much as he can of that money. 
he he will get you twenty and five. I don't care if he's the only one on the court. I don't care if he's playing with five all stars. He'll get you his numbers, so he's good for that. But that's about it, and that's a shame because he should be better than he is. But he's still good. He's and, he's underrated and overrated at the same time. And they got Milwaukee's coach. Is that right? In that trade. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I know that Lionel Hollins. They got Lionel oh, Hollins. Lionel. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, he's going to whip that team into shape. He's going to get all their euros. He's going to say, "Listen, Sergey Karasev, Andre Kirilenko, Mirza Toledovic, and Boyan Bogdanovic." I'm sick of your shenanigans. <laughs> I love how that all sounded like one name. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Tope. Oh, sorry. I was saying that thing. It's. I'm looking at the roster now. It's still a playoff team. Yeah. Somehow, because they got Jared Jack. Jared Jack. Yeah. <laughs> like, Alan Anderson, he had a good year, like a decent year as a backup. Mason Plumley had some moments. They're not a terrible team. It's just like, what else do they got? Uh, uh, real quick, I'm just kind of uh, stuck on coaches right now. Uh, I meant to ask because uh, – Jason Kidd last year was kind of wearing the, the, the suit, no tie combo. Was When you went to that game, was Derek Fisher wearing a tie at all? Or what's he, what's he kind of rocking? I was on his – I was behind him. Okay. First of all, he looked fresh as fuck. Yeah. Like, he's going to be top five best dress coach. Oh. <laughs> he was You're looking – who, who are those that, top five? That, oh, my God. Uh, it is not going to be Steve Kerr. I think the funnier list is the bottom five because it includes like (laughs) Thibodeau. It's Stan Van Gundy with a bullet on that list. Oh my god! (laughs) Can you? Oh my god! He takes he takes the spot, dude. Stan Van suits, baby. We're back. (laughs) Yes. I know. I'm so. We'll 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 get there. I'm so excited. but yeah, think about the top five best dressed because uh, we are running out of time for the Atlantic okay. Division. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Boston. They're I'm excited for Marcus Smart. It should be good that heir apparent to that team. Uh, yeah, he's a great, great defender. He's got to work on not punching fans, but outside of that, he's fine. Yeah, I think that Rajon Rondo is the most interesting player in the league, like psychologically trying to figure that guy out well yeah uh where's he's he's all but traded already right i mean he's well he's going somewhere yeah that's what i mean i mean it's going to be really interesting to see how that happens how how he reacts to it yeah he's a very strange man yeah but he's a great player i love watching him play it's amazing (sighs) yeah i mean he was the he was the one who scared me the most in all those Heat Celtic series when the Celtics still had their big three together, but he was the fourth of the big three, right. um, and he was the always one that terrified me, which is why I was always okay with it. Whenever like Wade completely hip checked him and like you know would like break his wrist or whatever. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a rough season for them. Evan Turner's on his third team already, um, and. <laughs> Uh, that's just funny to think about because we were so excited about that trade too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going back and reading our text message when that trade, and I was like, Oh, well, well, Pacers, that, that's it. That's, that's, that's the missing piece. Game set. <laughs> I did not know that on the Celtics rosters, Eric Murphy. 
Oh, hey. There you go. You have to have a Gator to win a title. It's true. It's very, very (laughs) true. Uh, And also Avery Bradley. I like Avery Bradley. I hope to see him kind of progress a little bit more this year as well. Uh, Absolutely. Let's see. He's only 23 years old. Wow. Jeez. Uh, And finally, we have a minute and a half left to talk about Toronto. (laughs) Which I think. Go on about Valanciunas. Oof. I love that man. He's going to he I like when center this is going to be so creepy. I like when centers of all season bulk up and get like that Shaq size and he's doing that. And his name is is it do you pronounce it Jonas or Jonas? I think it's Jonas. Yeah, I think it's Jonas. Soft J. Oh, even better. No, he and that's they have Nigerian GM. That's all that's all that's all I need. Damn, I'm looking yeah. at the roster right now. I really like the roster. It's a great. It's a. They have the issue where it's like we might be too deep, or it's like we might have too many guys who are kind too of many like guys. The, the same level, and that might fuck up chemistry. But no, they, I'm really looking forward to watching them. Hopefully, uh, prove to everyone that they are a great team, and they deserve as many home games as possible in the playoffs because they were. Probably the one or two best fan bases. They during were the playoffs. turned up. They brought it, and their mayor fucking brought it too. Or yeah. not their mayor. <laughs> yeah. Well, their mayor always brought it. <laughs> he sure GM did. It <laughs> he got weird. <laughs> There's something going around in the Toronto water. Huge, huge <laughs> Raptors fan. And they Clearly. also got rid of their shitty baseline. Thank God. I hated that like slanted thing, so where it looked like it was yeah, like, it's creepy A frame. It's stupid. You... Oh, I hated it. Hated it. It was off putting. It was, and that's the time. Good job, everybody. I'm proud <laughs> hey. of ourselves. I think we devoted just just the right amount of time to that. Exactly. So because we did that, let's go ahead and reward ourselves with the Pacific Division uh, in the Western Conference. We got Golden State with the Super Splash Bros. Phoenix with all of their crazy-ass point guards. The L.A. Lakers, you know, <laughs> man. The L.A. Clippers, <laughs> who are going to be exciting. Uh, and the Sacramento Kings or the Sacramento Boogies. Uh, oh, Boogie. So, yeah, let's just start talking about Sacramento. Man, they should have... Uh, they, they're, I really don't want them to regress this year, but I don't know how you just let Isaiah Thomas just go except for whatever, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Sacramento. Keith Smart (laughs) might be one of the best coaches in terms of dressing. I mean, Ooh, yeah, no, absolutely. Maybe so. He's making a run at it. Uh, I think that Quinn Snyder in Utah will as well. Honestly, I could not tell you what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what we have to say about Sacramento. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, look, Rudy Gay, whatever. DeMarcus, he's going to alienate people, but he's mm-hmm. very talented. You know. Yeah. They're on there. For me, it's... I never trust a team who drafts the same position in the top 10 or around the top 10 in back-to-back years. Yeah. So either Lattimore is 
terrible in their eyes or they just saw something and decided not to go with uh, Alfred Payton in the draft. But maybe they would go after Rondo, maybe. Maybe. That would be interesting. But, and trade like Lattimore or maybe like a first-round pick for Rondo and then try to get him to sign, even though he won't re-sign with them. Are Kings games worth watching on League Pass just to just for the Cousins uh, uh, aspect? Just in case you don't want to miss something that he's going to do? I might be up late on some nights and just, you know, kind of flick that game on, the late West Coast game, and see what Boogie's getting up to. See what kind of shenanigans. Cool. Uh, yeah, and... Let's move on to my my personal favorite Western Conference team, the Phoenix Suns, who I'm even more excited to watch this year uh, due to, you know, they didn't look weak front court. They're going to have a baller ass backcourt. They added That's Isaiah, true. They added Isaiah Thomas. They brought back Eric Bledsoe, which I still don't quite understand why nobody was really trying to make a play at Eric Bledsoe. I thought Dallas should have. Right. There were there were plenty of teams that should have, right? Well, I don't think the Mavericks had the cap room, but there were a lot of teams that had the cap room and just didn't go for them. Yeah. I'm I don't know. I, I just if anyone I don't know if anyone could like had any sort of insight on that that I was just missing or something like that. Just a weird thing. I, I just think it was a trust issue that he hasn't played a full season as a starter, but he, but uh, Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, and I guess his agent too, wanted like max money for him, and he's, he's not a max money player. So no. maybe he turned a lot of people off, and the Suns were like, oh, sure, we're, we're paying you like 50 mil. You're, you're, you're good. Five years, fifty. Is that what the deal was? Let me look. Ex- I'm not exactly sure what it is. I think I just threw a number out. <laughs> hope, hope open it was close enough because that's what that's what he's worth. I I think in yeah. this. Uh, I think he's worth ten. But the point guard position is pretty deep right now in the league. I mean, well, and they have three of them. <laughs> well, yeah, they do, and they knew they had the other two. Plus, they signed Zoran. Yeah. No, that another thing I love about the Suns. They have two sets of brothers. One set are twins uh, between Marcus and Markeith Morris, which Markeith and Marcus don't make the same amount of money. Who do you, who would you say makes the most and by how much? Well, I, I, I know I, I know which one the better one is, so I know which one makes more. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to guess how much more. Well, it's tough, and you're you are not looking this up. Is that correct? Me or Tope? Me. Tope. Oh no, I'm not. I'm gonna guess. I'll just throw out mine. And I'll say Markeith making fifteen million more. Fifteen million more? Yeah. Over the course over the, of the deal. Oh yeah. I was just talking about this season. Oh, this season. Yeah. I'm for. Let me do the math. Four. Four million more? Tony, do you have a guess? I'm going to say like like 2.3 million more. Uh, Markeith Morris makes 50,000 more, about 50,000 more than his brother. A little bit more than 50,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I just looked this up. 
I just looked this up just as you said that 48,000. 48,000, yeah, a little less. 48,559. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. They both make 3.1 million. Yeah. I love that. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. I I just I I don't know why I like the sun so much. I just do. Beasley. Um, <laughs> that's not why I like the sun so much. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You stop that. Sorry. Um but yeah, so I don't know. They were they were oh so close last year. Do you think they make the playoffs this year? No. No. I, I I'll say no unless unless Miles Plumley or Alex Land take like a big step. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they make it as well. Okay. I think they're still missing outside shooting and they lost Channing Fry, which he was he was really good for them last year. Yeah. Well, thanks guys. Thanks a lot. Gerald Green? <laughs> Nothing. Gerald Green? No. Him as a six seven man is is perfect for him. But I just don't know if last year was just him playing crazy for the sake of playing crazy, or he actually is what he is. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, let's move on to Los Angeles' second hottest team. Uh, you know there are some characters in fiction and their biggest you know flaw their fatal flaw is that they just they just don't believe they can die (laughs) (laughs) and in the real world i think we we present for your approval (laughs) kobe bean bryant (laughs) i just i honestly don't think that he thinks he can stop playing basketball like i just He's still going to go out like he may change his game a little bit, but he will change his game to not in his mind. But what he's going to do is squeeze out every bit of game he has to keep playing. Um, I think it's literally all all he has in in. in yes, in his whole life. The only thing he loves that gives him any satisfaction is to beat people. What does he do after basketball? He does he do TV. Like what is Kobe? What is post basketball Kobe Bryant life like? I think if I lived in his neighborhood, I would put bars over my windows. <laughs> he's gonna, like to start just robbing the neighborhood. Why are you putting bars over the windows? I think he's a dangerous man. <laughs> you don't think I think like- it could get ugly for him. I don't think he's going to be on the golf course like MJ. I was gonna MJ say, can channel it into something. Like, I think Kobe, I don't think he has outside interests, man. Jordan was a gambler and, you know, a drinker and a, and a, and a golfer and he played baseball. You never hear about Kobe. Doing anything else other than? Hating people. Right. Holding, <laughs> holding grudges and wanting to rip the throats out of his opponents. So he could run for office. He would run for office. He would just take the office. He would. Be, <laughs> so I'm he, president now. He it essentially would be like a, a house of cards situation. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Fine, Captain Phillips. <laughs> he just goes up to the buses. I'm the captain. Thank now. you. Oh yes. <laughs> what? Well, right. He wouldn't have enough money. But what, like, 
nah, they're never going to sell. I was going to say, well, he, he, like, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't mind buying the Lakers, but they would never sell. And he would, like, that's over a billion dollar franchise, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Clippers just sold for $2 billion. Yeah. The Lakers would sell for, yeah, what, right. twice that? Fuck. We're in the wrong business, guys. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, but at least we don't have Carlos Boozer on our team. Oh, hey. I have to watch a lot of Bulls games here. I am so happy not to watch Carlos Boozer anymore. That was painful. That was a rough, like, five years. Man, five years. They just let that happen. <sighs> like... As soon as the amnesty clause went back into effect, everybody knew he was going to get amnesty. Mm-hmm. And it was all people talked about for like three years. It was like, well, yeah, you know, after the amnesty boozer, then, uh, you know, they're going to have a lot of room. They could go with this guy or that guy. Mm-hmm. And they did. And now they did. And now the Lakers have him. So cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Lakers not trying to win games. They're just trying to put together a very ugly group of people uh tope i'm sure you saw the stories that have been coming out in this preseason about byron scott instructing his team not to shoot threes (laughs) yeah it's he is he is just mike brown in it very hard right now he is he is aggressively ignorant about how to coach basketball And, like, he's done it before. He's coached before. <laughs> I, I I don't under – in this it, – it, it'd be like a coach in, like, the NFL being like, you know what? It's a pain to man and he's a good player. Aaron Rodgers, he's good. Tom Brady, sure. We're going to run the triple option. We're going to see if that works. Because it, it worked in 1967, so we're going to run it now. It's like, no, you shoot threes. That's what you do now. You have to. The shot is worth more. <laughs> you get think, more points. <laughs> I don't think he knows that yet. Was what? was there a three point line when he was playing? Yeah, Byron. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. He just. He, I think there's waiting for like Phil and Jeannie to have kids so one of them can coach the team. They're just waiting <laughs> out. Well. Well, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting is uh, maybe Phil and Jeannie uh, could buy out uh, Jimmy Buss, the Tommy boy of basketball owners. <laughs> maybe they could buy him out and they could co-own the team and then it would be managed properly because right now Jimmy Buss is in control of all that shit. And so far, all that he's done is fail to re-sign Dwight Howard uh, get the Chris Paul trade voided, which I don't think would have happened if Jerry Buss was alive still. Yeah. Um, and then re-sign Kobe to a ridiculous, I mean, franchise-crippling deal that they're probably going to back their way out of because how high the cap is going to move. Um, but they're, I don't know. They seem like they have no idea what they're doing at this point. Yeah. They have Nash on this crazy deal. I mean, look, the Mavericks might have cut bait 11 years too early on Steve Nash's back. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but they weren't wrong. But everyone knew this day was going to come. <laughs> When you would lose Nash for a season. The yeah. thing is, Cuban thought it would be 2004. Yeah. But instead, it's He's a forward thinker, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and at least, you know, that's why they went out and got Jeremy Lin as well. So. Right? Right. Because him and Swaggy P are going to play a ton of defense on the second unit for them. I don't want them to play basketball. I want those two to get a TV show. Oh, my God. It's going to be called Long Twos. <laughs> I'll watch it. With Swaggy and Jeremy. Oh, man. And then who is there? Julius Randle. That's right. Well, good luck, kid. <laughs> You're yeah. learning at the feet of Carlos Boozer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good luck that's all we gotta say about them let's talk about some fun teams we got golden state i love golden state i love steve kerr i love luke walton he's assistant coach love him too luke walton is assistant coaching this team he was steve kerr brought him in because kind of quote i know the triangle better than anyone else is what luke walton basically said Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. I want to find the exact quote because I d- would hate to misquote the great Luke Walton, but. <laughs> wow. I, you know what? That's like a really aggressive thing to say. I'm sort of turned on. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is just like asserting himself like, no. Phil, <clears throat> Phil thought he knew. Yeah. But I know. It, it sound, I know I can do this. It sounds like that quote's like just just slathered in, wink wink, nudge nudge, New York and and Derek Fisher. <laughs> here's, Let's see here's, how they do. Here's the exact yeah. quote. Uh, we're gonna run parts of the triangle offense, and I know that thing front and back. So he's counting on me to be able to help out a lot in that area. In as the the Phil Jackson coaching tree kind of grows and grows. How many teams in like 10 years are we going to have trying to run the triangle? Whether successfully or un- unsuccessfully. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, do you feel like there are other systems that are sort of prevailing now? I don't claim to know too much about other systems per se. Uh, not that it seems like there are that many out there. Uh, it seems like a lot of coaches are just tend to just kind of like depending on who they have just kind of roll the ball out there and pick and roll but um there are a depressing number of scott brooks's out there yeah <laughs> there are a lot but shots fired if, <laughs> if even you know the warriors or and or the knicks you know kind of find success with it you could see it you could see other teams trying to make a run for other people like you know, if it, if it works out, maybe Luke Walton, being the new master of the triangle offense, obviously, you know, <laughs> gets a gig with another team. And that coaching yeah. tree grows and grows. Um, you know, and it just becomes sort of trendy as these things tend to, to do. Um, so, like, in 10 years, you know, 
kind of see there might be you know that expanding or just kind of like waning a little bit well i mean we'll so here right uh fisher's definitely going to try to run that new york yeah absolutely that's the one where it's a hundred percent for sure from everything i saw from them playing it they are absolutely running it okay cool well i think yeah you know we'll see how it works it's interesting when coaches have an idea i mean mm -hmm. like i don't really care what someone is trying like like as long as they're trying something as long as there's an idea behind it i'm fine with it Uh, and yeah the triangle it used to be successful and then you know, it seems like the league has kind of changed a little bit, mm -hmm. maybe in the last 10, 15 years that maybe it wouldn't be as successful now. But we'll see. We'll see. But I do indeed love this Warriors team. I mean, aside from, uh, you know, not breaking up Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, um, like that was like the main Aside from getting uh, the the free agent that was Steve Kerr um, <laughs> and landing that one, uh, the not trading, not parting with Clay Thompson for Kevin Love seemed to be like the biggest ongoing story for the Warriors this offseason. Um, is Clay Thompson or will he ever be that special to have not traded for? Uh, Kevin Love and sort of bolster the other side of the court for you? It's interesting because there are less good, there are less great shooting guards in the league than great power forwards. So by that, that alone, sure. And he fits the system probably better than Love would. But I just you can find other competent shooting guards. If you, if it's just a Kevin love, you go after him. I mean, well, well, wait though, because shooting guard is probably the least deep position in basketball right now. And I feel like we are at kind of a high point for power forwards. That said, their power forward is, is David Lee. That's pretty good. And Harrison Barnes can give you some minutes there. I mean, you know, you make a good point, Rich, that, I don't think that they really needed a power forward badly enough to sacrifice the strength they had with Clay Thompson. Okay. Um, yeah. And they got Iguodala too, still. Like, he's, he's a good player. He's still a good player. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Kerr's going to get a lot more out of him than Mark Jackson did. I mean, we're definitely on the, the, the downside of David Lee's career. He can still be productive when he can get out there. And they're also rolling out uh, Bogut at center. Um, I don't know. I just I wanted to see this team. I don't know. Hopefully, they're like Curry and Clay Thompson just progress even more and step it up even more this year, and they'll be in an interesting new offense. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think the the like? What's the farthest that the Warriors can go? Conference finals. I'd, I'd put them in the a conference finals S team if no if injuries are aside. They if if uh, Bogut, I won't say who got hurt last year. If he doesn't get hurt, they probably beat the Clippers. If they have a better coach, it probably beat the Clippers last year. Uh, yeah, Sean Livingston as a backup as a sixth man is great. Uh, yeah, I think conference finals. If they can get there, it's a successful season. If they can get to the second round. It's 
for the first time in like how long it's a, a successful season. Mm-hmm. Tony. Um, yeah, I think conference finals. I don't think they're really good enough yet to beat San Antonio and a fully healthy Oklahoma city, mm-hmm. but they're, they're going to be so fun. I mean, I, I just love watching golden state. So, um, and yeah, like, like a lot of teams, the most frustrating thing about them was the coaching situation. So, um, we'll see what Steve Kerr can do. Um, I think he's going to be a much better choice for them than Mark Jackson. Yeah. Who look, if Mark Jackson is back sitting courtside with Jeff Van Gundy and Mike Breen, the world is right. Yeah. We, we've all won. <laughs> like Mark Jackson is so good at that job. Yeah. Like, Keep him in that job. He's so good at it. It, it was, I don't know. I was, I was really enjoying when he came back yeah. in the playoffs after they lost. I was yeah. really enjoying hearing that again. <laughs> he just stepped right back. In. It was like he didn't miss a day. Yeah. He was like, Can I throw out a quick? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, mine, this is completely, like, irrelevant to, well, not irrelevant, but, like, just nonsense. But um, before I forget, he wins the finals four straight years. Uh, uh, When we get to them a little later. But uh, the two years they didn't win, Mark Jackson was calling those series finals. Son of a bitch. Well, that's what it was. (laughs) Mama. There goes that man. Someone give him a job, damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was top five dress coach, bottom, maybe bottom five coach. Oh, like, I think he was the best dressed coach. No, no, I'm saying he's, yeah, he was great. He was, he spent more time doing the that. Throne than <laughs> the throne is empty. The throne is empty. Who wants it? Ascend, king. Ascend. <laughs> Come on, David Blatt. Make that bald spot work. Uh, uh, well, just to round out uh, the Pacific Division, uh, another fun team to watch, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I mean, and by fun team, I mean Blake Griffin is fun to watch. <laughs> they, have to go to the, they have to go to the conference finals this year. If they don't, then... If they don't, it's a massive black eye on the careers of both Doc Rivers and Chris Paul. And I think of Blake Griffin as well, because that is a really talented team. And for them to fall short again would be just like, I mean, they got so much fucking talent. Well, I was going to say, I think it a lot of it might hinge on how much. I think a lot of people are hoping that this is the year DeAndre Jordan makes the jump. He's a really good player. He's like, a really good player. It's like, just, if he doesn't make the jump, what the fuck is Doc doing with him? Right. Because yeah. everyone can see that guy's good. So if he doesn't make a big step up this year and, you know, let's say start playing at maybe all-star level. Yeah. Center is not super deep. Well, I mean, it's a little deep in the West. Anthony it, Davis and Marc Gasol. Yeah. And Dwight. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> he doesn't need to be an all-star. Okay. <laughs> That's a stretch. That's a stretch. But I think that's the point, though, is that the expectations are this year, that's when he gets on that level. That's when he starts rounding out the game to be able to be doing all the things those guys do. 
And, you know, he's shown flashes of it a lot over the past couple of years. But I have a feeling that's what's going to need to happen for them to kind of reach that next plateau. And and same thing with, with Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin keeps getting better every year. Those guys need to be involved in a major fight on the court. Yeah. <laughs> and they need to acquit themselves well. And yeah. I think it's coming. I really do. The way guys target Blake. Yeah. Like, I think it's coming where they're going to get into a, like, a swinging fist fight against another team. Zach Randall. Um, I think it's going to be Boogie. Uh, I didn't want to say Boogie. That was the first name that came to mind, and I didn't want to say it. But he did I, almost I think punch Boogie's a guy in the gonna, World Cup. I think Boogie's going to throw Blake into the second row on a dunk attempt, and I want DeAndre to take exception to it mm. physically. Yeah. It, and the, I want J.J. Redick to run away. We. It's been it, – it hasn't been since the malice that we had a one good punch connect, has it? Ooh. Was was that Knicks? Um, I know that that wasn't really a good one, but the Knicks uh, Nuggets fight in Madison Square Garden, where like Nate Robinson like threw like a donkey punch on someone. I don't know what a donkey punch is. I just I just heard that term, and it looks right. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna look that up and just oh, I'm not sure to. That Google oh, it. Uh, you should totally oh, no. Google that. <laughs> I think you just did. No, don't <laughs> do not Google image donkey punch. Oh, you went Google image? I needed to know. Oh, Urban Dictionary will take care of it for you, man. I just I shouldn't you shouldn't say words like donkey. Anyway, no, we haven't seen a punch. <laughs> Unless you want to count Meta World Peace and James Harden and that elbow, which was just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe when uh, who was it? Robert Ory threw Steve Nash into the scorers table in that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sun Spurs yeah. series. What was that? Oh, oh six. Yeah, that was just yeah. dirty as fuck. Uh huh. God. And like all the players got up off the bench. And, like Amari stood up off the suspended. bench and they suspended him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're getting me angry all over again thinking about that. <laughs> I know. The mid-2000s were like this crazy nefarious era in the NBA. Like the Kings, Lakers stuff and that. You're like, ooh, yeah. the intrigue. Um, one last thing about the Clippers uh, that I want to mention is that, and I don't care what anybody thinks about me for thinking this, but I like Spencer Hawes. <laughs> I'm not laughing because you said that because I was I thought you were gonna say Don Sterling. <laughs> I swear to God, and I'm like no. <laughs> I love Spencer Hawes and I think he is the perfect, perfect second unit player for that team because when him and Blake are together, yeah, and he mm. let him float to the three point line and it's like yeah. you want to let him face the floor. Three, it's it's might be the best pickup that they you know that they could get. Yeah. Blake's Blake's development of his post game last year was so good that now if they put him and 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 Hawes on the same side of the floor with Blake in the post and Hawes out on the free on the uh three point line that's a really dangerous setup for them because Absolutely. you have to honor both of those guys you really can't do it <laughs> Yeah, it's a good. When well, you've also got Reddick and Chris Paul on the floor at the same time, 
Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. They, they, they really need to go to the conference finals this year. <laughs> I mean, I feel that's we that that could be said, or we have already said that about like maybe six Western Conference teams <laughs> that they need. Everybody's to go making to the, the conference finals. They need to go to the conference finals. <laughs> Dallas like, doesn't. Dallas would be happy to make the second round. The, so would Memphis. There's uh, there's some great uh, videos. I don't know if they've made any more, but like the NBA Game of Thrones cartoons. But that's what the Western Conference feel like. Is there feels like there's all these different clans and all these different families, and they they all like need to have, and they all have like a, a decent claim to the throne. But there's not enough room for all of them. And uh, and there's going to be a lot of bloodshed if they're if if you know when uh, most of these teams don't get to where they need to be, and it's going to be a shame. Um, it it'll be Scott Brooks, and that'll do it for part one of the blank slates big ass NBA preview blowout. Be sure to check us out on podswoggle.com/slash/blankslate as part of the podswoggle network uh you know you're familiar with that already if you're listening to this or you're already subscribed to us on itunes so please tell a friend also please rate and review us on itunes as well uh whatever you write uh, i will uh read on the show if you want me to if you don't i just say that you don't and i won't and we'll be all good i won't be offended at all uh but yeah also hit us up on twitter uh at blank slate pod also, hit, show, uh, show us, send us an email and show us your love that way at blankslatepodcast at gmail.com. And I'll uh, read those on air if you wish uh, as well. Um, and yeah, that was part one of our preview. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, part two will be on the way shortly. Thank you very much for downloading and listening. Uh, for myself, for Tope Adabanjo, and for Tony Colt, we'll see you in part two. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later.